Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24:15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. world and thank you for tuning in we're continuing our series on the eight basic events of the end times yesterday we began to speak about the judgment seat of christ romans 14 10 says but why do you judge your brother or why do you show contempt for your brother for we shall all stand before the judgment seat of christ and second corinthians 5 10 says for we must all appear before the judgment seat of christ that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. As I said yesterday, if we've been washed in his blood, according to Revelation 1.5, all our sins have been cast into the depths of the sea, according to Micah 7.19, there is no remembrance of them, according to Hebrews 8.12, they have been removed from us as far as the east is from the west, according to Psalm 103, verse 12, Our once scarlet sins have been turned white as snow, according to Isaiah 118. They have been blotted out and forgotten, according to Isaiah 4325. They have been abundantly pardoned, according to Isaiah 557. And due to Christ's once for all perfect sacrificial offering, there is no longer another offering for sin, as it says in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 10, 14, and 18. Then what are we being judged for? at the seat of Christ. Well, the judgment seat of Christ concerns the fruit we produce on earth with the new life we have been given. The New American Commentary says it this way, The teaching about the judgment seat before which all believers must come reminds us that we have been saved, not for a life of aimless or indifference, but to live as to the Lord, quoting 2 Corinthians 5.15. This doctrine of the universality of the judgment of believers preserves the moral seriousness of God. The sure prospect of the judgment seat reminds the Corinthians and all believers that while they are righteous in Christ by faith alone, the faith that justifies is to be expressed by love and obedience, according to Galatians 5.6 and Romans 1.5, and by pleasing the Lord, which it says in Romans 1.9. The Tyndale Bible Dictionary from the Tyndale Reference Library says it this way. Again, in 2 Corinthians 5, Paul told the Corinthian Christians why Christians strive to please the Lord. All must appear before the judgment seat of Christ to be recompensed for their deeds. The judgment seat of Christ, or God, therefore expresses the ultimate accountability of the Christian. The New American Commentary says, You can be certain of this. When the day of judgment comes, we shall not be asked what we have read, but what we have done. 
not how well we have spoken, but how well we have lived. So we see the good is the fruit we have produced with the minas, M-I-N-A-S, the king has given us, as mentioned in Luke 19, 11 through 27. Amina does not just stand for money. It stands for the one thing that is worth more than gold and silver, the word of God. Did we just wrap it in a handkerchief or did we gain by trading and win souls and change lives with it? God rewards those who have gained by trading. He will be rewarding us with crowns of life, glory, and righteousness for enduring temptation, as it says in James 1.12, for being examples to the flock, which it says in 1 Peter 5.4, for faithfulness until death, as it says in Revelation 2.10, and for holding fast in Revelation 3.11, and for loving his appearing in 2 Timothy 4.8. The word judgment is the Greek word Bema, B-E-M-A. Many call it the Bema seat of Christ. The Greek-English lexicon of the New Testament says this, Bema, it is a raised platform mounted by steps and usually furnished with a seat. It's used by officials in addressing an assembly, often on judicial matters, a judgment seat, a judgment place. And Vine's complete expository dictionary says, at this Bema, believers are to be made manifest that each may receive the things done in or through the body according to what he has done, whether it be good or bad. There they will receive rewards for their faithfulness to the Lord. For all that has been contrary in their lives to his will, they will suffer loss, according to 1 Corinthians 3.15. This judgment seat is to be distinguished from the premillennial earthly throne of Christ out of Matthew 25.31, and the post-millennial great white throne of Revelation 20.11, at which only the dead will appear. The judgment seat of Christ will be a tribunal held in his parousia, or his presence, with his saints after his return to receive them to himself. Now, will there be any mention of our sin at the judgment seat of Christ? Well, no, there, there can't be. All of our sins have been washed away by his blood. So what is the bad that is mentioned here? 1 Corinthians 3.15 says, If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as by fire. And the Liberty Bible Commentary, which is a collection of answers prepared by Jerry Falwell, Harold Wilmington, Elmer Towns, and Larry Schlappman at Liberty University for the questions most commonly asked, Concerning the judgment seat of Christ, they said this, Only those who are born-again believers will stand before the Bema seat of Christ, out of 2 Corinthians 5, 1-19. The purpose of the Bema seat is to make a public manifestation of the essential character and motives of the individual Christian. The believer's works are brought into judgment called the things done in his body according to 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10, in order that it may be determined whether they are good or bad. This judgment is not to determine what is ethically good or evil, but rather that which is acceptable and that which is worthless or unprofitable to the work of Christ. It quotes 1 Corinthians 3, 13 through 15 as saying, every man's work shall be made manifest. And it continues saying, while it is possible to hide the true quality of one's service for Christ in this life, there will be a tie of reckoning for the Christian. 
There is coming a time when all will be openly displayed for what one's true motives were. The results of the judgment are twofold. One, a reward received, or two, a reward lost. If a man's work remains undamaged by the fire, accordingly he receives rewards. If a man's work does not endure and is consumed in the fire, then he shall suffer loss. It says, everything he has devoted himself to in this life, or those things done in his own strength and for his own glory, shall be burnt up suddenly. But he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire, quoting 1 Corinthians 3.15. It is important to notice that such a man does not suffer the loss of his salvation, but the loss of reward. The stress is not on a man's relationship to Christ, but upon service to Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 13 says, Each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. Well, many people disagree that this judgment will have actual rewards for bearing fruit and the lack of rewards for not bearing fruit. They feel that it would be unjust for Christ to give rewards to some and others receiving none. They have determined that the crowns are mere spiritual accolades. Well, whether they're actual crowns or not, I will have no problem if someone receives more than I do. As a matter of fact, if I received Christ on my deathbed and literally have no fruit to show for my life, just getting into heaven would be a reward enough for me. I personally have no problem seeing God as the one who rewards the faithful with many crowns. Revelation 2.26 says, And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. You see, God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Hebrews eleven six, but without faith, it's impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. If anyone's work, which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward and revelation twenty two twelve. and behold, I'm coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. I also have no problem knowing that the things I do that have no benefit for his kingdom will be burned. They need to be. They truly have no value. Lord, forgive me for wasted time, effort, and works that are merely selfish, and help me to make my life and my works of value for you. Knowing the judgment seat of Christ, I'm personally challenged to make my works and efforts to be of value for his kingdom, not to receive forgiveness of sins and righteousness, but to do works of righteousness for him because I love him. How many years do I have left? How much fruit can I bear for the one who saved me? I'm happy knowing that there will be rewards, but that's not why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because of his goodness and his mercy. It's the least I can do for the one who died for me. Concerning the judgment seat of Christ, Dr. Jack Van Impey says this, Quality works consisting of gold, silver, and precious stones, performed for the glory of God to win the souls of men, when tested and found genuine, will earn crowns for the faithful for all eternity. These crowns will then be placed at the feet of Christ as an eternal memorial of one's love for a lifetime of service. The scene is portrayed in Revelation chapter 4, verses 10 through 11. I like how Dr. Jack Van Impey said that. When does the judgment seat of Christ take place? Well, it takes place immediately after the rapture of the church, 
which then begins the seven-year tribulation on earth. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 14 through 17 says, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. And then in 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty one through 52, it says, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Well, our time is up once again. But tune in tomorrow, same place, same time, same channel, and we will continue with the eight basic events of the end times. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.